Do you ever wonder why it seems so natural for some people to be able to handle just about anything? It's like they're immune to triggers or drama or meltdown or pressure. Nothing seems to phase them. Do you want to know their secret? Then make sure you listen into this episode because I'll be talking about the X factor that people like that have and what keeps them so calm and prevents them from being overwhelmed or procrastinating. I'll talk about what that X X factor is, why you need it, how to get it, and the one thing that you can do to take yourself out of overwhelm and procrastination literally in a single breath. Hello and welcome to the I Am Vibrant podcast. My name is Leah Lund and I'm a vibrant energy guide and I'm on a mission to support female entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, and women with a vision to carry on and go even bigger in your business and your life. Even if you've been feeling burned out, I'm here to teach you how to source your natural vibrant energy and expansive capacity so you can create the business and life that you love and desire out of ease and flow without sacrificing your health, your family, or your fun. In this episode, I am talking about how to get yourself out of procrastination and overwhelm. So if the idea of growing your business seems bigger than you, or if the idea of the vision that you barely dare to say out loud feels overwhelming. So you've been delaying and you've been procrastinating. This is the episode for you. Before I begin, I want to remind you this episode is part of our five day vibrant energy challenge. So as you listen, if you notice that um, you're struggling to catch it all, or you feel like you need some practice and some guidance on this, and you're interested in taking the procrastination and overwhelm out of your life for good, then go to our I Am Vibrant Global Collective on Facebook. That is hashtag I Am Vibrant Global Collective. And it's a Facebook group where I'll be in there to support you, answer questions, and make sure you get the most out of everything that you hear today. So are you somebody that makes big declarations and goals in your business and has a strong vision and then you pull back? Do you feel like there's just not enough time to do it all? And this thinking about taking on more, have you feel overstressed, burned out, and overwhelmed? And just wishing that you were like one of those entrepreneurs that just seem to be doing it all, making it look easy. We're here to talk about their secret. Those entrepreneurs and coaches and professionals that seem like nothing ever rattles them, like they have it all together all the time. They don't have a charmed life. I promise you that. It's not that everything in their life goes perfectly. Absolutely not. They just have a special X factor that they were not probably born with, that they have developed. And that X factor is emotional capacity. So what is emotional capacity? Well, I can describe it in a few different ways. So I'm going to talk about what it is and why you would want it and how you know if you don't have it. Emotional capacity is really the ability to feel your emotions when they arise without trying to escape them or stuff them down. It's also being able to ride that wave of emotion without getting thrown off track from your goals, your plans, your dreams, your desires. In other words, the emotion doesn't make you quit. 
Emotional capacity is the ability to feel that emotion and then just release it. And to be aware, to recognize what's causing you to feel that way in the first place so that then you can shift your energy and emotion to feel good. With emotional capacity, you free yourself from emotional triggers and you learn how to not be influenced or derailed by even the emotions of others because you can feel and release those as well. So emotional capacity is really that X factor quality that allows you to separate what you do and how you respond to situations from how you're feeling so that you're never driven by your emotions so that you feel your emotions, but your emotions are not in the driver's seat, driving your life and taking you places that you just didn't want to go. Not to mention, keep you from places that you were trying to go. Emotional capacity is peace. (laughs) Emotional capacity is the opposite of overwhelm. Emotional capacity keeps you in action moving, accomplishing things, feeling that sense of accomplishment, not procrastinating because you have an innate confidence when you have emotional capacity. So emotional capacity is also a continuum. And I want to make um, a distinction about this because um, not every, most people don't understand this. So when we have a, when we're lacking in emotional capacity, that can present itself as two ends of a continuum or a spectrum, meaning sometimes outwardly, those with a lack of emotional capacity will appear very shut down. They'll just shut down, deny their feelings. Um, so they can, they can kind of look like they can handle everything, but really they're internalizing that stress inside and it's taking a toll. That was me for years in, in my corporate life many decades ago now, decades ago now, um, but it, it's, it's some people's coping skill. And it was certainly mine for a lack of emotional capacity that they just shut down, stay tight lipped. Don't let emotions show, pretend like nothing's bothering them. They can even feel and seem and come across like overly chipper in a way that if you think about it, it feels off. It doesn't feel quite genuine or authentic. Now, the other end of the spectrum, all the way on the other end, is um, those that show their lack of emotional capacity in being very emotional, in being reactive, in having meltdowns. You might call it freakouts. Those are the two ends of the continuum of emotional capacity. And in the middle, in the juicy, lovely, peaceful, not overwhelmed, not procrastinating, taking action, having fun middle is emotional capacity. So why is it important for you to have emotional capacity? I think the best uh, way to answer that question is to look at what happens if you don't have it. If you don't have emotional capacity, then your emotion dictates your life. It runs your life. It dictates all of your actions. I saw a film called The Mustang. I don't know if you've seen it, the, um, directed by Robert Redford. And it was a story of um, inmates in a prison in Wyoming, and there was an equine therapy program that, that some of them were eligible for. So they were using horses for emotional healing. Of course, I was very interested 
in this film because um, I have horses. I love horses. They are absolutely therapy for me. And at our Clear Path retreat, um, we actually do equine therapy. And even inside of the Vibrant Woman, there's an included retreat where we do equine therapy. So I understand how healing the energy of horses can be. I won't go into that any further. But in this film, the therapist at one point asks one of the inmates that's in the prison on murder charges um, to talk about his murder charges. And he said, when, and and the therapist asked, when this was happening, what were you feeling? And the gentleman said, anger. And the therapist asked, how much time went by between you feeling that emotion and what you did? And he said, five seconds. That is an extreme but relative illustration of a lack of emotional capacity. So in your everyday life, it might be that you yell at your kids, right? You're not maybe committing murder, I would think, but it's the same problem. It's the same lack of emotional capacity. So when you don't have emotional capacity, you are reactive all the time. And when you have it, you're responsive. And it tends to lead to fewer regrets, which it's impulse control, right? You don't eat something. You don't yell at someone. You don't pick a fight. You don't turn to a substance to deal with your emotion because you have the capacity to deal with your emotion emotion on your own. Without emotional capacity, your life gets hijacked. You lose focus. You don't complete what you set out to do. Why? Because an emotion derailed you. You feel overwhelmed most of the time and stay in a constant state of stress that over time has your nervous system really overstimulated. And that, of course, is associated with all kinds of health risks because anytime Cortisol and insulin match each other. So anytime we're stressed and we're producing cortisol, we're, we're, the body's going to produce insulin also. And so it leads this, this chronic elevated cortisol, chronic stress level from feeling overwhelmed because there's no emotional capacity can lead to all kinds of health conditions. Not to mention what I said just a moment ago, when we feel that stress and have no capacity, then there's a tendency for risky behaviors and habits or self-sabotaging behaviors and habits and certainly unhealthy behaviors and habits like eating things you wouldn't otherwise eat, doing things to numb the pain and then gain weight. Uh, this is this could affect diabetes, adrenal fatigue, so many other health conditions. So um, and including, is uh, can lead to neurotransmitter depletion. Stress is a number one cause of neurotransmitter depletion, which is depleted levels of reserves and production of important brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine and endorphins that should help in our emotional resilience and yet can get depleted from the very lack of that resilience in the first place. So without emotional capacity, you can burn out your brain chemistry. When your brain chemistry is burned out, you don't have the coping chemicals that give you emotional resilience. So it's a very um, never ending cycle there. 
So I do want to let you know that we have a self-scoring brain chemistry assessment. I spoke about this in detail in episode two, um, and I will drop the link in the show notes here as well. It's a bit.ly, so it's bit.ly and then brain chemistry assessment, because if this is a factor for you, it's going to be next to impossible for you to grow your emotional capacity until you first restore your brain chemical, brain chemical levels. But back to why you would want emotional capacity, you're probably pretty convinced right now, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about it anyway. Um, you, when you have the lack of capacity, you might just react and, and lash out at people, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's in your business, whether it's in the world, out in public. Um, lack of emotional capacity absolutely affects relationships because it's difficult to be intimate if you don't have capacity because intimate requires emotion. Lack of emotional capacity, therefore, can affect your job performance also. If you do own your business, it can affect how you run your business. If you're trying to start a business, it can have you procrastinating and putting that off because it's too challenging to feel the emotions that go along with it. And one thing I know about starting and running your own business, because this is my second business that I've started, is it will bring up all of your unprocessed emotion and triggers and all your stuff, all your stuff, all your emotional stuff will come up when you start and run your own business. And it can be very therapeutic and it can help you expand. It can be incredibly expansive. And, and, and it requires you putting in the effort to grow your emotional capacity muscle in order to do that. Because otherwise, lots of things will stress you out. Almost everything could stress you out. And it's just no fun. No fun to build the business and no fun in your life, period. But perhaps to me, I think the worst thing about not having emotional capacity is that you limit yourself. You get sucked into doubt, low confidence, a lack of confidence in yourself, self-doubt, and even fear. And I've seen this fear hold back far too many women. I've seen women play small in their business, have incredible vision, incredible ideas, nonprofits they want to start really things they want to do that would absolutely change the world. And then they play small because of fear. And they don't build that dream. They don't start that business all out of fear. As Marianne Williamson puts it, of course, our deepest fear is that we are inadequate. Our deepest is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is not our light. It is our light, excuse me, not our darkness that most frightens us. Well, the darkness and the light frighten us because of a lack of emotional capacity. When we build the capacity, the fear dissipates. Maybe not disappear altogether, but you can handle the fear. And there's lots of fear, fear of not having what you want, fear of going for what you want, fear of falling, failing in your quest to have what you want, Fear of what other people are going to think about what you want. Fear of settling and not having what you want. Fear that something unexpected will come along and rob you of what you wanted. Fear that you're about not even knowing what it is you want. 
Fear that getting what you want won't make you happy after all. Fear that you'll get what you want and then it will be taken away. Check in. Have you had and experienced any of those fears? What you really have, if you say yes, is fear of the fear. Because here's the thing. The lack of capacity makes the fear a scary thing. So the truth about fear is that fear is actually a fear of feeling. Fear is a fear of feeling. When you can get okay with feeling, I was going to say comfortable, and it is it is a certain comfort comfort level. Doesn't mean it's ever pleasant, your favorite thing in the world. But when you can become okay with feeling all the spectrum of emotion, because we are emotional beings, then you'll be able to handle the fear. In episode two, I talked about our thoughts and how our thoughts create and the thought frequency sequence and the importance of the role of emotion in all of this being that we attract what we feel. So with emotional capacity, not only can you get okay with feeling fear and doubt and overwhelm and procrastination, you can learn to handle things because you can learn to feel those things and they don't dictate what you do. You feel them, release them, feel them, release them. You can handle things. This is capacity. And every time you release that emotion, it's releasing stuck energy and oftentimes even releasing weight from your body. And you, one release at a time, become a magnet for your desires because we attract what we feel. So I want to talk about stuffing emotion. Even when we stuff emotion, it's not gone. So that earlier that uh, one end of the continuum that I talked about where it's very tight-lipped and the person, you know, maybe somebody has no capacity, but you'd never know it because they hide it so well and they just stuff down all the emotion and they never would have a tantrum or react to somebody. They just keep it all under, under wraps. Well, that stuffed emotion is still emotion. It's still energy. And every known disease has an emotional root and it's really emotions that are unprocessed. Emotion that has been denied not felt, not expressed, stuffed down, shut down, numbed down, the person checks out. And this will almost always, I think always, lead to physical imbalance. And you can transform this when you build your emotional capacity. And it's not about something on the outside of you changing. It's not about arranging you, your world so perfectly and comfortably. This is the control issue. So if you're a control person, you're trying to avoid building capacity. You're trying to avoid emotion. So that, and, and uh, by doing that, avoiding building emotional capacity. So nothing on the outside needs to change or fall in line or be controlled. It's all about changing something on the inside, that X factor which is that emotional capacity. The other thing I want to mention about episode two, in case you didn't catch it, is I um, share a sneaky, a list of uh, sneaky, resistant language that actually looks positive. 
And you can access that in the, in the I Am Vibrant Global Collective on Facebook. So go to the group if you're interested in that. It's still there for you in the group. You didn't miss it. But that's really not the whole story. The thought and the language is not the whole story. What I shared is that it's not what's happening in life or in your business that overwhelms you, that causes you to procrastinate, that drains you. It's what you think about all those things. And I want to add an, another level to it here. It's not only what you think about all those things, it's usually what you think they mean about you. And it's usually that you, you don't have a process to feel and release all of that language. So how you, pro, all of that emotion, excuse me, how you process emotion is very critical. Um, because sometimes it actually, sometimes the thing in life is very real. A lot of times it's our thought. A lot of times when it's the thought, it's the thought we're having about what it means about us. But in some cases, there are actually undesirable, I'm, I'm saying bad and using, you know, air quotes, bad things happening in life. And when that's the case, it comes down to your ability or inability to process the emotion. How you process the emotion, therefore, is as critical as being aware of the thoughts and visioning itself. And again, you attract what you feel. We all do. We attract what we feel. Even if we stuff it down, we still feel the frequency and we're still attracting what we feel up until the point that we learn to process and learn to re release. It's really going to be a recurring stress to the body, a recurring weakening or lowering of your frequency and your point of attraction until we learn to process and until we learn to transmute that energy. And that's an important word, transmute. So I want to talk about transmuting energy. And really, I'm going to talk about three myths of emotion here, three things that people believe about emotion that just really aren't true. So myth number one is we, that we should be able to just change it. You know, it's like, oh, buck up, buttercup. Just cut off that negative emotion. Just stop that negative energy right now. Think about it. If you're a parent, have you ever told your child who's having a tantrum, like, just stop it. Just stop it right now. Well, that's not possible. Sorry. <laughs> it's not possible. Because energy never starts and it never stops. It can only change form. Energy is, it will flow. It will always go, but it might flow inward and get stuck and stay there, or it might flow outward and go somewhere else. It will change forms, but it never starts or stops. So the only thing that we can really do is transmute energy. And that does not happen if we stuff. The way to transmute energy is to feel it, release it, and then choose a higher vibrating feeling. So stuffing it, I'm sorry, stopping it equals stuffing it. So if you tell a child or anybody else, oh, just stop it, knock it off, change, you know, stop it. Um, they're not transmuting. They're cutting it off, pinching it off, stuffing it down. It's going to have all those effects of stuffed emotion that I already covered. So myth number two about our emotion is that it takes a drastic shift to make a vibrational change and transmute energy. That's not true either. 
it doesn't have to be drastic. We don't have, we don't need to go from um, feeling depressed all the way up to bouncing off the walls joyful. It doesn't have to be that big of a stretch. It's not all or nothing. And this is shown by the emotional guidance scale. The emotions, emotional guidance scale is a really great tool for seeing that you can make small shifts and change your frequency and transmute your energy. So on the emotional guidance scale, for example, just, be, just above overwhelm is frustrated. And a shift from feeling overwhelmed to feeling frustrated is actually a vibrational step up. So for today, when this podcast episode concludes, head on over to that I Am Vibrant Global Collective. It's hashtag I Am Vibrant Global Collective on Facebook. I'm also going to put the link in the show notes. Go right there because I'm going to include today in the post for you um, the emotional guidance scale. And what you'll do is make a declaration for today of how you're going to expand your capacity one emotion at a time. So I'll have a template there for you that you'll just fill in the blanks and you'll do it in the comments under the day three vibrant energy challenge post. And it'll be word for word how to make a declaration of how you are going to move yourself up the emotional guidance scale today therefore transmuting your energy and making a vibrational shift. Now for the vibrant energy challenge, remember when you participate, that means making that declaration today, using the templates, making a comment, reaching out for support. When you participate, you will receive a bonus, which is two part, a vibrant energy challenge workbook, as well as the special audio training that is not a podcast episode, and it's called Shifting Gears, How to Juggle Multiple Priorities Without Burning Your Candle at Both Ends. So if you want to, if you're interested in that bonus, you want to take advantage of that, go to the I Am Vibrant Global Collective, find the post about emotional guidance scale and day three of the challenge, and make your declaration just as soon as we finish up. And by the way, if you come along this podcast just because you were searching podcasts, it's not too late to be part of the Vibrant Energy Challenge. Episodes one and two are, are right here on the same platform. And you can catch up in terms of the template and the inspired action and assignments uh, and tools and resources that I've given so far over in the Facebook group as well. And you can get in on that bonus. It's not too late. Something else that will be waiting for you over in the group is my process for releasing emotion. It's called three steps to be with an emotion. And the beauty of this, it's very simple. It's so simple, in fact, that you can do this process in about one or two minutes. So you could do it many, many times throughout the day. Whenever a low vibrating, whenever overwhelm hits, whenever procrastination hits, whenever self-doubt hits, whenever fear hits, whenever disappointment hits, whenever frustration hits, any of those lower, lower scale emotions, when they hit these three steps to be with an emotion will help you feel it versus stuff it, release it, and then move yourself up the emotional guidance scale to a higher vibrating emotion. And if it doesn't work for you, first of all, do comment in the group and I'll, I'm there to walk you through it. But if it doesn't work, it's usually either that you haven't stayed with the emotion long enough 
or that your mind is making the event that that triggered the emotion mean mean something and usually mean something about you and that's you know taking it personally personally so for more on that you can go back to episode 2 it's not what's happening it's what you think about what's happening and it's if you're personalizing it with emotional capacity you'll no longer take things personally what a freedom here is a deeper truth so far. So we've covered some myths. We've covered that you can't just stop energy. We've covered that it doesn't take a huge shift to transmute energy. And we've covered that, you know, myth number three is that our emotion has to do with something outside of us. Our emotion most often is we're taking it personally. It has to do with the lens we look through where we're taking things personally. Now I want to go to an even deeper truth about all of this, about emotional capacity. And that is that the capacity that you can build isn't yours. You can truly get out of overwhelm and procrastination in a matter of a second, in a breath. When you know that the capacity you're looking for and growing really isn't yours. And what I mean by that is you don't have to do it alone. You didn't bring yourself into this life. The creator source, however you refer to higher power, did. And higher power spirit is still there. Spirit breathed life into you. Breath itself is a frequency. There's going to be more on that in episode four. But for now, Understand that you don't have to figure everything out. So when you're getting overwhelmed or when you're hesitating or procrastinating, check in. Are you trying to figure it all out and do it yourself? And maybe along with lacking emotional capacity, you're lacking spiritual immunity. This is something that we go into much deeper in the vibrant woman, inside of the vibrant woman. Spiritual immunity. Tapping into the frequency and the energy that is that can move worlds. So how often do you ask for that support? How often do you source your capacity from spirit? Start to make it a practice. This is the ultimate capacity. Ask for guidance and then make it a daily practice to listen for guidance. And listening for guidance doesn't mean telling spirit what you think the guidance should be. That would be back in, in the control Aspect, trying to control everything, controlling, trying to control everything leads to our overwhelm. So what if instead you ask for support from spirit and then you listen for that guidance, you allow for the miracles. Before I close this episode, I do want to let you know that the doors are open for the vibrant woman. And inside of the vibrant woman, I teach the best burnout recovery solution. and. I'm there to support you hand in hand in using it as you face day-to-day real-life situations, challenges, and turbulence, because that's the way to learn. To learn something is to be it, and, and to know something is to be it, and to learn it, we need the experience of it. That's the way 
to truly grow your capacity so that you can create the ease and flow and abundance that you want in your business and in your life. And for a few more days, there's a fast action early enrollment bonus for Vibrant Woman. If you're interested in going beyond all this theory, because honestly, I hope you're taking a lot. I hope I hope you take a lot away from this podcast and that it is uh, makes a makes a difference for you. But most of it, most times, is still going to be theory and still you until you start really applying what you've learned until you start practicing strength. Uh, transmuting the energy of overwhelm and procrastination and all the other things I've mentioned. And that might take restoring your brain chemistry. And that might take tuning your frequency, which we'll talk about tomorrow to really get yourself the capacity to be your most vibrant self and have this ease and flow. So if you're interested in speaking with me about potentially joining the vibrant woman and taking advantage of the fast action, early enrollment bonus, you can book time to speak with me at bit.ly slash BW clarity call. So bit.ly vibrant woman BW clarity call. And that link will be in the show notes as well. You deserve capacity. Joy in your life comes when you have emotional capacity. You can step out of overwhelm and the stress of things into a space where miracles really do happen and where you become that powerful creator of your life. You can vision something and then make it happen because emotion never gets in your way. You feel it, but it doesn't get in your way. And life is meant to be enjoyed and you are meant to feel good. Bye for now. Bye.